again today on I Stand. Oh man, guys, uh, I'm going to talk a little politics, I guess. Here we are the day after the election here in America, and um, what a worldwide impact that has, right? Well, I, uh, a few things came to mind, and, and I wanted to talk about them and, and put it out there. A little food for thought. Um, first of all, the election not going the way you or I or whomever, whichever way you thought it should go or think it should go. Uh, we're lost if this person isn't elected or we're lost if this person is elected. Um, although that may be true in our wisdom um, and in our understanding. And I, I guess to me, aren't we, aren't we already lost and wandering sheep? I mean, as a nation, aren't we lost and wandering? We, we've totally went away from what God, our creator, had, had purposed and, and says in his commandments. I mean, we're performing all the abominations that, that exist. And not only that, but touting them. Uh, good is evil, evil is good. <laughs> and it's not surprising. Um, it's not surprising at all. It's not surprising that we're where we're at. And I guess overall, how are we looking to a man, whomever it is, or a woman? Why do we look to people in, in positions of authority and say, oh, they're, they're going to take care of us. And, and yet, we literally put no thought as a society, as a world, into God our Creator. We, we feel lost if, oh, Donald Trump's not my president, or, oh, Biden's now my president, or he would go back four years, oh, you know, the screaming and hollering is funny as it was in some ways. You know, I've changed a lot since then, but, you know, how Hillary lost, and they were, they were just lost. And, and to me, I thought that that was quite a, quite a marker on, on the souls lost in the world. And it was actually a lot sadder because people put so much hope in it. But now I see it in such a bigger level that we're, we're looking at Donald Trump and yeah, um, he's been great for our country, for the world, for many things. And we're, we're looking and saying, oh, you know, what are we really worried about? If we call ourselves Christians and, and so far uh, billions of people uh, announce themselves as Christians, and yet we very, very seldom feel like we live in a world filled with Christ. Uh, so that should say one thing. Two, narrow is the way. Not wide open is the way and everybody's coming. That's not the way of it either. So we know that something's askew, something's amiss. And I look at how blessed we've been as a nation, that, that our poor is rich in many countries, that that we've had the abundance, even when we were at lack in the recession, we still had abundance. Uh, you know, our, our poor are not worried about eating. They've got better food than most of us that work. And they just sit at home and play PlayStation all day and, and got a flat screen TV, you know? I mean, these kind of things. And so to say our poor is so bad and, and to have this division, it, <laughs> A lot of it makes no sense, and it's clearly all good and evil. But I guess truly the point that I'm trying to make is why are we putting hope in men, in, through the men that we put in power, through elections, and not in the God of glory, in His sovereignty?
Remember, it's, it's, it's his, the story's been written, guys. And we are to fear nothing of man, sickness, or anyone that inflicts harm on our body. <laughs> We're not to. We're only to fear, to fear the Creator, the Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega. We're only to fear, like, remember Him, right? Remember, He spoke everything into existence. He spoke it into existence. Has anybody ever had their their mom, like my mom always used to say it to me, oh, I brought you into this world, I could take you out. Yeah, kind of like that, right? It's his will, not our will. And beyond that, if you profess to be a believer in Christ and a follower of Christ, I implore you to put your faith in him, not in, well, people are going to lose their jobs. I understand, I might lose mine, it could happen. These are things that could happen. But what we know from studying the scriptures, which is why it's so important to read it yourself, one-on-one, spend the time with the Holy Spirit, not listening to a man at the front of the room, doing it yourself, okay? It's so important to study and get that peace that he he promises and gives, that you can weather any storm, the perseverance that comes from it, the the overwhelming joy, no matter the contentment in anything you're doing. These are promises, and promises kept, I might add, if you truly put your faith in Him, you let go of the reins, and you stop trying to run everything. But instead, instead, we forget about the one who holds the heaven and earth in place, brings the rain on the land, on both the good and the evil, I might add, purposes the good and the bad, chastens us because he loves us, watches over us, ensures he he brings up the rich, he brings down the mighty. And we just forget him. We, we, We worry about the man that can hurt our body or take our stuff, but not the one that can not only kill us, but send our soul to eternal damnation, into a, into the pit, into not going to heaven. Anything beyond not going to heaven, you don't want that. And it's like, why are you so scared of a virus? And not the creator. You can keep your mask. I'll stick to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's the same conversation, only much bigger. So much bigger. It's, it's like, how much of a wake-up call do you need? How many times does he have to ring the bell? September 11th? I, I served in the military right after September 11th. I, I understand. And that struck a chord. We came together as a nation, as Christians, back into prayer very hard, very heartily. We, we did. We joined together for a short moment in time. And then no different than... Then the Jews, when Moses went up the hill to, to up the mountain to get the word from God, had to come back down because they couldn't wait 40 days for him to come back. They already had a golden idol. We do the same thing. We're doing the same thing. So what? I m- might lose my job. You might lose your job. Which then what? You lose your home and your things. All the things you have accumulated that you have built. 
Is, is that what this is about? Is that where your hope is and that's where your treasure is? Because if it is, I have news for you. You have your reward. But if it isn't, and you've been, you've been suckered in, and like we all have, into this world and what it is, I mean, it's running rough shop. The veil's being lifted. We can see, reach out and take his hand. These things that we say we built, we didn't build them. We would have nothing if he didn't give it to us. If he didn't grant us the power, the ability, the job, the, the gift of gab, the ability to work hard, the strength to work hard. If he gave us these things and he gave us those abilities and we believe in him, what the Lord giveth, he can taketh and our home isn't here. Stop saying this, pastors. Look, we're, we're dual citizenship. I'm telling you right now, it's not dual citizenship. You're a member of the kingdom of heaven. You're an ambassador to this one. You have to pick a side because otherwise, I'll tell you what that is. Let me paint a picture for you. That's straddling the fence. And when you're straddling the fence, you're what? Well, boys and girls, you're lukewarm. And what does the Lord do to those who are lukewarm? He spews them out of his mouth. Is that a position in which you want to be in? Check yourself on this. I, I, I can't stress it enough. This, I, this is a call. This is a call to everybody that calls themselves a Christian and they're putting their hope in an election and they're putting their hope in their things, in their accumulated things. They're putting their hope in treasures of earth, in their relationships, in their social status. When's the last time that you went out, and you could tell me you went out, you could say to your side, it didn't really matter, you tell me, that you could say you went out and you dropped to your knees, you raised your hands, praised the Lord and thanked him wholeheartedly from deep down in the pit, not just in passing, but deep down and from the bottom of your heart, as deep as it could come, speaking from the spirit and thanked him for all that he has blessed you with including your talents to build it if you did, including your talents to hold the job, work the job, move up in the job where you did, the drive, all of these things. All of these things aren't a guarantee. It's not you. It's not me. I'm not, I'm not special of anything. I suck. If you listen to other episodes, I, I all sorts of a wandering life. There's nothing good in me if not for Jesus Christ. There's nothing good here there's no hope without Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, without God the Father in his wisdom, and without the overarching love to give us not one, not two, but many wake-up calls. And yet we don't heed to the sound of the horn. And no, I, I'm not saying, though this is the rough shot end, that's not what I'm saying, I don't know. But what I am saying is what I do know is that you look at COVID and all the people who lost their jobs and, and got pulled away from the system and, and the, the people therein that were stuck in these dead churches, the, the, the false teachings, the laving of the Pharisees, where it's all kind of been twisted a little bit to make you feel good. They don't want to tell you anything that actually will save your soul. They just want to tell you enough to put money in their coffers. Well, what do you do? 
gave us a wake-up call. It sure did me. Because he made you look to him instead of a man, instead of your job, instead of your bank account, instead of anything else. He said, you look to me. You look to me and know you keep your eyes on me and you will get through this storm. It's not about here. It's not about what you have. It's about the promise of what's to come and the hope in Christ Jesus alone. And, and unfortunately, for a vast majority seemingly, our hope has been in our stuff, our status. Good enough status of going to church. Good enough on... You know, oh, you know, I don't eat money to things. That's fine. There's no joy in it. When's the last time you you professed your love of the Lord Jesus Christ to anybody besides somebody you knew and felt comfortable in saying it? When's the last time you had a man show up on your porch or or somebody on the street that, that is clearly downtrodden and, you, you, and they were having their hand out? And not only did you take their hand and shake it, but you brightened their day. You gave them words of encouragement. You gave them words of the Lord. You talked about the Lord. You'll be surprised how far that can go. Way more than a dollar or a sandwich or anything else can. It's a, all we do is plant seeds. The, our Father gives the increase. This isn't about us. This is about Him. His glory. His kingdom. His return. It's pretty simple. We, we either pull our heads out of our butts and, and realize that God doesn't need us for anything. He doesn't have to have me. He doesn't have to have you. It's by His grace and His, his love that, that we even know to hear Him. That we can hear his voice, that we can understand anything. It's him, it's his power. It's not mine, it's not yours, it's his. And because he loves us, he gives good gifts, he knows how to take care of us, he knows what we need before we need it. All he wants us to do is say, Thank you, Lord. The glory goes to you, Lord. He wants a conversation, he wants a relationship. If you have children, you know what I mean. It's no different than, yeah, your kids, they're going to ask you questions and sometimes it might drive you nuts. But what do you want more than anything? You want them to come to you. You want them to come to you so that you can give them the love and affection they need in a time of darkness. So that you can give them the wisdom they need to get through a tough time. So that you can give them the wisdom they need to move forward or move up in a job or to do something else or how to build something, how to fix something. I'm telling you guys, he's saying, look at me. Look at me. He's saying, look at me. I think, I think we're in a crossroads. Way more. And yeah, we can all um, talk about the chicanery and the obvious things, which is, you know, COVID-19. You know, Democrats didn't believe in it. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they realized that it could be used as a as an arm to get us to the point we're in. So they jumped all over it. Um, you know, 
our, our president tried to do all he could. Um, honestly, it wasn't even that big of a deal. I, I still don't buy it. I mean, I was a truck driver through all of the swine flu through the Obama years, and there was never any per protocol, and there was, what, 20,000 death in, in a short period of time? We were not even approaching that. I mean, yeah, they got to skew numbers, but the same thing to be said for the election. I mean, if you didn't see this coming... <laughs> Your head's been in the sand, so wake up. If you didn't see it coming, the, oh, the mail-in vote concept and all that, I mean, I, 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 live in, I live in Michigan with the wonderful Gretchen Whitmire, who just, I mean, finally, oh yeah, I can't, well now she's telling everybody, turn in your, turn in your neighbors if you see them gathering, you know? I mean, well, that sounds biblical to me, right? <laughs> brothers against brothers, fathers against sons, but... I mean, we know better. You're not, you're not going to do something foolish and turn in somebody for a barbecue that you're probably at, right? I mean, it, it's just that kind of debauchery that's going on in the world. And I guess my point is, we have to let go of the things that we think that are important and understand that it's God's will. It's God's glory. He's in control and in charge.